This is episode 480 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Six Types of Books You Should Consider for Your Prepper Library. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, before we jump into our article of the podcast, a couple of weeks back in episode 469, we talked about cast iron and Jeremy left a comment on uh, episode 469 over on the website and he said, one of the things I do when we use camp ovens is to use large aluminum foil pans to keep the coals from blowing ashes and to make cleanup easier. And that's a good little tip there, Jeremy. So thanks so much for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot, you know, it's one of those things when you start talking about something, you see it all over the place. I've been seeing a lot about cast iron lately on social media and stuff like that. So hopefully more people are thinking about it and using it. There's just a, a lot of advantages to it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It's actually one that was on one of my websites, edthatmatters.com. And the article was actually, it wasn't written by me. It was written by Marcus Tipton. I've read one of his articles on the podcast before. And uh, he just had contacted me, said, Todd, I have some prepper-related prepper articles I'd like to share. Can I go ahead and share those? And uh, I said, yeah. And I will post them on Ed That Matters and share them on on Prepper website and read them on the podcast uh, as well. And so uh, Marcus has written other books and at the end of his article, there is a link to Amazon where you can look at his books. So let's go ahead and jump into this one because this is one that, uh, you know, there's some thought put into this as far as what kind of books you should be collecting for, you know, if, if there ever is an, if or when, I should say, there is an SHTF event what kind of books do you want to have in a library? Like, which ones would be beneficial to you? So think in terms of you don't have access to, to the internet any longer. You don't have access to a public library. You don't have access to uh, maybe your Kindle. You, maybe you have your Kindle or a tablet filled up with tons of electronic books and PDFs, but you don't have access to that anymore. What kind of books would you want? So it's a very interesting topic something to think about and consider, and something also to keep your eyes open for when you're out there and you see used books. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Again, it's over at edthatmatters.com. That's my personal preparedness website. And the article is entitled, Six Types of Books You Should Consider for Your Prepper Library. Books are an amazing thing for those who like to read them. And many voracious readers take great pride in their libraries. Conversely, a great many people who live and thrive in the great outdoors do not overly appreciate the finer aspects of many books. As always, there is a great deal of room for compromise here. But the key to building a proper prepper library is to select volumes not so much for entertainment as for practical application of knowledge. Think of the ultimate prepper library as nothing more than a means to gain knowledge and to convert that knowledge to wisdom. The proper prepper library can assist even the most basic preppers 
or homesteaders allowing them to become the local go-to experts, whether in the current system or if the event that SHCF Day has already come and gone. So a large selection of books can often be discovered at flea markets, thrift stores, in dollar stores, and at yard sales and other locations. Generally, for whatever reason, people tend to be more willing to bargain and haggle on the price of books as well. I have one friend who bought a book for 10 cents, knowing full well that the actual value was well over $100,000. While that is certainly the exception, suffice it to say that books, when available, can generally be purchased at bargain basement prices. Electronic books may be all fine and dandy, but since one of the most common SHTF scenarios is an absolute loss of the electric grid, unless there are spare Kindles and laptops laying around in the mini Faraday cages on your homestead, chances are pretty good that most of these will be rendered useless with the first strike of an EMP or electromagnetic pulse or CME, coronal mass ejection. Such an occurrence stemming from a CME from the sun, if you believe NASA, has a 12% chance of occurring over the course of this decade. For the voracious reader, it is tempting to fill the bookshelves primarily with books in whatever genre they appreciate the most. There is something to be said for this, and it is beneficial, but only to a marginal degree. The ability of the prepper or homesteader to entertain themselves after SHTF is a point that merits its own studies. This will, in fact, be a key to maintaining even a minimal quality of life for those that do survive. However, the books selected will remain the same over the course of time at least until civilized society is resurrected from the ashes and hopefully in a better form than the one it currently possesses. That being said, book exchanges are probably not going to be very high on the priority list of survivors. So one type is prepper fiction. A section of the prepper library should be set aside for a limited number of these fictional works. The actual size of the selection of the library will depend on the available room that the prepper has, but they should also remember that once they have read those same books a few times, they will discover that they are merely recapping stories that they have already memorized, totally dismissing any perceived value these works of fiction may have. If an opportunity does come up to exchange books, however, it will also be nice to have something to trade as well. For the more proper and practical prepper library, much more focus should be paid to establishing a vast collection of nonfiction or books with more of a basis in reality, most notably works that will be of a direct and more tangible benefit to the prepper and homesteader. So what about medical preparedness? Virtually all first aid books should be purchased when they can be had at a reasonable price. If you have to sit there and read the same material over and over, what better materials to memorize than how to save a life? While most of the basic first aid books will simply repeat the same materials over and over again in a relentlessly repetitive and redundant format, many different options for treatment and healing will be discussed if there are enough books on hand. This portion of the prepper library should also include books on holistic medicines, medicinal plants, preferably based on geographical location, homemade salves, lotions, and other potions, Virtually any other book that discusses how to heal wounds and to maintain or regain health and well-being of the homesteader would be valuable. Okay, so you know if you have been listening to the podcast for any length of time, 
I always recommend Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's uh, book, The Wilderness Survival Handbook. That should be the very first book that any prepper buys. And then I do second the thing that, things that Marcus said here about medical preparedness. That is something, especially if you can find books on herbal remedies, essential oils, which Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's book does have some of that, but even uh, you know going further and beyond on all that. All right, so another section would be local and regional works. Any and all of the books that can be found regarding the local geography, biology, environment, and local ecosystems and plant life will all be equally beneficial. There are many homesteads in more mountainous regions wherein the variations in elevation will drastically change what plants and even what crops can be grown there. What healthy and medicinal plants can be grown in the local region? What do these plants need in order to thrive? Many plants can be used for herbs and spices, some in addition to containing intrinsic medicinal values. Are there beneficial fungi growing in the area or that can be grown with the proper encouragement? Which trees are better for lumber? Which local varieties of trees are better suited for the growth of timbers? Did you know that one of the biggest mistakes people make when felling a tree is chopping off all of the branches immediately? Do you understand why it is such a common and costly mistake to begin with? All of these answers should be relatively accessible and within reach in a well-stocked prepper library. So again, those are going to be dealing with books here on gardening and your local you know, ecosystems, environments, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's a good section there. So the next section would be geology or science-based, geology and basic chemistry. So what types of rocks are available in the local area? Are there natural gas or oil deposits that can potentially be utilized? Can sulfur, coal, or potassium nitrate, the three primary components of black gunpowder or black powder, potassium nitrate being the more formal name of saltpeter, which can be found in its natural state in some locations, be found in the local area? Is there an ample supply of flint that can be carved and shaped into tools and even weapons? While it may not be beneficial to enter into a gunfight with nothing but a flint knife, the weapons that can be made include many traps that make for an excellent defensive perimeter in the event of SHTF and will also have a devastating psychological effect on the persons trying to gain access to your homestead off the beaten path, as it were. So the next section would be wildlife and you know, specifically fishing and hunting. So what kind of fish and wildlife grow naturally and locally? Are the local varieties of fish inclusive of species like bluegill or tilapia that can be easily farmed? Are there any species of fowl that may be trapped and even domesticated for increased food production? Is it beneficial to build a fish farm? Perhaps it would be more beneficial to build a fish farm with a vertical garden on top, creating a very limited system that is largely self-supporting. Would the water for the fish pond need to be heated? Will cold water or warm water be more beneficial to the breeding of the fish and thus the overall productivity of the offspring, an important food source for surviving virtually any SHTF scenario? So books can be readily purchased for under a dollar each and often in secondhand stores and flea markets for mere pennies on the dollar or often just a dime or a quarter each. The key to building a proper prepper library, however, will be in the selection of books rather than the volume of books. Here in the library, more than ever, the quality far outweighs quantity. 
survival manuals, and other books that teach the prepper or the homesteader not only how to survive, but how to enjoy a relatively comfortable median quality of life, not only after SHTF, but even in the current system, will be far more beneficial than a library full of works of fiction that have already been read 10 or 12 times over. So it would not be a stretch to say that a proper prepper library would, in fact, be the very key not only to survival, but the ability of the prepper or homesteader to have an excellent quality of life both before and after SHTF, thus being truly beneficial even if there is no drastic cataclysmic event throughout the course of our lifetimes. Furthermore, when that bunker is filled up with friends and family, if and when SHTF Day comes, the person who has to stop and teach those select few they have allowed into their protective realm will be virtually incapable of accomplishing much else, most notably during the early days when survival will be critical and more difficult as people adjust. Providing them with educational reading materials will not only allow them to learn to become more productive and contributing members of the prepper paradise or the homestead, but also allow those who are already well prepared to continue with their work unabated in those first few critical days. All right, guys, I have a lot of, you know, when Marcus sent me the article, I put it together and then I put a, a lot of links in this specific article to uh, other things that are relevant. So let me just talk a little bit, some other books that I would recommend and I would think about. So I would like to have books like if I knew that SHTF was coming, what other type of books would I want? I would want books on building ideas on building primitive shelters. And when I mean primitive shelters, I'm not talking about like uh, building like a leaf, you know, like a, a, a debris hut or something like that, a lean-to. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using maybe like building log cabins, that, that type of thing. Uh, more information on that and, and how I can build something that will last, but it would be very primitive compared to the homes that we have nowadays right and so that would be something that i would definitely want uh maybe books on how to fabricate and 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 create things just using things that you would find in the wilderness and maybe how uh, they did things in the old days before you know before modern society got a hold of it and you could just go down to home depot and you could grab you know the the stuff that you needed to build a house or, or whatever, right? So uh, I, I would really want to look into that. I would want to have possibly some books into uh, that would that would go over building solar solar systems, right? As far as, so when I say solar systems, I'm meaning, you know, like solar panels, batteries, and things like that, and maybe something more than just your, your basic little setup, just to be able to make sure that I am doing you know, if if I'm building something large scale, if I have that opportunity, I would want to be able to, you know, have something to research and be able to go back to and to just verify before I short circuit something, right? So again, the herbal things, knowing my area, I would want to definitely have something like that. I think I would want to have books on bushcrafting and, and uh, wilderness survival, those types of things. Uh, I would want some books on the way that pioneers did things back in the day. And, uh, you know, some of these things you can find for free online. Again, it is the Kindle. You would find it on a Kindle or a PDF and you would download it to a tablet. 
something along those lines. Now, I know that it was mentioned in this article about, you know, an EMP wiping out everything. Um, I know that in the podcast interview that I did with James Leary, if you downloaded that one from episode 479, we talked a little bit about cell phones and stuff like that. And just because of the threat of an EMP, you don't, or, you know, the grid going down or whatever, you don't want to not utilize that technology. So Kindles are very cheap. You can get a nice Kindle for under $50 that has a lot of space and you can upload stuff to it and you can have you know PDFs and things that you download and uh, you can have a lot of information on there. And so I, I wouldn't completely not take that into account, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket and just say, okay, that's all I'm going to do. And so I would like to have books, maybe some cookbooks on recipes and uh, different things like that. Um, you know, that might be something that I would want to have. And a lot of the times you can find those free for Kindle. Um, you know, Amazon always has things that are free and you just download them. And once you download them and you have them on your tablet, I mean, they're yours, right? Once you once you get them. And so uh, all that kind of stuff and the prepper fiction, there's a lot of prepper fiction out there. A lot of it is really good and it is entertaining. Um, so, you know, you would want to have some of that. Again, if you have things on a Kindle, you wouldn't be able to trade them out with anybody. But, uh, you know, there you have it. So what other types of things? I'm sure I'm missing a lot of other things that I would want to have if I couldn't, um, you know, if, if I knew that I couldn't go to the to the library or the Internet or I couldn't go to the bookstore again. So just very quickly, some places where maybe you haven't thought about to uh, to buy some of these uh, these books. So, again, he mentioned things like thrift stores and uh, resale shops and flea markets. Definitely, that is always something, you know, when you go into one of these places and you see books, you just might want to do a quick just walk through and see if there's any sections, uh, anything that you would want to buy, right? And anything that you have some of these ideas in your mind of what you would want and uh, you would pick up these things. Other places would be the library. So you might want to talk to your local library and every year or even sometimes two times a year, they'll have a sell on books that they're getting rid of. And so they will let them go for very cheap, like 50 cents, a dollar, and they just let them go. And so you might want to find out from your librarian, your local library, hey, when do y'all have your book sell? And I'd like to come and you just, you know, be there when it opens up and look at the books that they have and pick up the ones that you think are going to be very, very valuable. And, uh, you, you know, you'll get them really cheap. Again, the thrift stores, garage sales, um, you know, you, you can find great things there. And then half price books, used bookstores. Now, I want you to think about this because I have gone into some used bookstores where I have found like it, it must have been someone's library that they just turned over. And so I want you to think about this because this has happened not necessarily in preparedness, but in ministry before. So let me give you this example. Somebody has been a prepper all their life. They, be, they believe in preparedness. Um, they, you know, they have this great library. They have a lot of great stuff, gear, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then for whatever reason, they pass away, they die and their family, their kids come in and like, okay, we don't believe in all this apocalyptic thing that dad believed in or mom believed in or whatever. So let's, you know, let's take what we want 
but then let's go ahead and just donate the rest of it because we don't even want to deal with it. And so they box up all these books, these great books that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the years that uh, that they acquired, that this person acquired, uh, you know, from Amazon or from where, wherever. And they go donate boxes and boxes of books to a used bookstore or to a resale shop or to, you know, maybe they sell them in a garage sale. And so you happen to hit that at the right time when those books are coming out and you basically can get a whole library for 20, 30, 40 bucks. So um, imagine that. So that has happened before with with ministry books where people have called me and say, hey, Todd, my uh, my dad, who was a pastor, passed away and he had a, a big library. You want to come see if there's any books that you might want uh, because, you know, we're going to the things that we don't give away or sell, we're going to donate. And so, you know, th- those kinds of things happen. And these things happen all the time in preparedness because you have someone who believes in it. The kids don't believe in it because they didn't really they don't see the need for it. And they're not looking at all the craziness in this world. They don't realize how fragile the world is. So they box up everything and then they give it away or they, you know, they just donate it. And so you, you know, in in that regard, you could find a treasure trove of books just in one place. And so every once in a while, if you drop into a resale shop and just touch base with people, you know, like, hey, um, when do y'all put out new stuff? When do you put out new books? Are there different times when you do that? Your new books, do you, you know, do you put them in certain areas or do you just throw them all out there? And, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, not too long ago on Instagram, I posted a little, a short little video of a bunch of books in the survival, camping, hiking section. And uh, it was all the books. I mean, all a bunch of popular books. And uh, I just, you know, I could have spent a whole lot of money there because there's a lot of books of, of people that own websites and authors that, that you would know if I'd started talking about them. And so, yeah, again, you can find really great deals out there. But think about what kinds of things you would like to have if you didn't have the Internet anymore or you couldn't go to the library, you couldn't do any research. What kinds of things would you like to have? And maybe start looking for those things as you go out there. All right, guys. Well, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. And so if you want to come take a closer look at it or you want to bounce around on some of these links, you are definitely welcome to do that. Well, that's it for episode 480. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.